You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Thursday, 19 January, first results of the year, kicking off with Karoo. I'm Simon Brown, to, I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, chatting with uh, Kamal Meprawani, Sunlam Investment. I want to touch on Richmond, uh, that trading update. The stocks are all-time highs. I, I, surely it's expensive. Um, and any value in holding Steinhoff? I suspect a one-word answer for that question. Uh, Dr. Chris Harms, uh, talking inflation, we got CPI yesterday at 7.2. To me, it seems sticky on the way down and of course MPC next week Thursday Stan DeVitt uh, from uh, NMG Benefit why looking at back at the past actually is important for investors this show is brought to you by Stanlib visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider morning headlines for MoneyWeb Steinhoff still on life support sale of Pepco shares boosts the company by a few cents business day Shareholders put a stop to NAMPAC rights offer. Uh, packaging giant postponed its rights offer after taking heed of a concerted pushback from one of its biggest shareholders. Morning markets, US was red with the S&P off 1.6% and NASDAQ down one and a quarter percent. Asia mixed, we've got Sydney up 0.6% and Tokyo down 1.2%. Uh, commodities mostly red. Uh, we've got gold $1,909 an ounce. Brent weaker at 84 16 platinum 1049 and then palladium 1710 rand 1714 bitcoin 20800 uh, 10 cent is trading up 0.6% in the hong kong lunch break and top 40 opening call looking for a 440 point red open that is 0.6% lower moneyweb now on the money also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Carmen Maprani, uh, portfolio manager at Sunlam Investments. Carmen, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, our market's been doing generally top forty, doing quite well in large part thanks to Richmond, which is trading at all-time highs and about nineteen percent of that index. Trading update yesterday for the quarter and nine months ending uh, September. Aside from China, I thought it was not a bad-looking update. But yo, I mean that stock. It's expensive, but I suspect it, it usually is. No, it definitely is on a relative basis, um, both to itself historically and to the, the rest of the market. It's generally been a very, very um, high trader, but I think it was a good place to hide. Um, you know, there weren't that many places to find that you could sit and be comfortable. Uh, it seems the consumer astounded everyone in last year. Um, having said that, as you've mentioned yesterday, some concern around those numbers. And I think most of it comes from China, mm. right? But there was some expectation that because of the hard lockdowns, there was going to be an impact. Having said that, there was some recovery in the share. Um, and that was, I suppose, largely due to uh, the market's sort of um, positive outlook for the impact of Chinese New Year this weekend. So the high expectations there. Um, but I mean, like you're saying, if you're going to compare top line revenue up 5% if you come for this the third quarter, if you compare to the first half that we saw last year was up 16%. 
So as much as um, yeah, okay. it may have looked strong relatively to itself, I think the market was slightly disappointed. And, and my senses, and, and this was something which, which I, I, I don't know, surprises me repeatedly, is notwithstanding a lot of talk around a tough year, around recessions and the like, the sort of person who can afford a Cartier watch, and I'm not that sort of person, um, they're almost recession resilient. That's exactly what has happened. I mean, even if you look at the the general consumer over the pandemic, you'd see savings have gone well, went up significantly, mm. and that was on the back of you know we weren't traveling, we weren't going out to eat as much, etc. So if you translate that to the higher income, similar sort of um, um, space, so lots of money to spend. Um, we used to joke that on the Zoom calls and the Teams calls, um, you couldn't uh, put on your, your watches, etc., but you could put <laughs> on your earrings and your necklaces. So <laughs> the jewelry definitely came through for, for Richemont, and we've seen that still coming through in these numbers. Uh, a question. I suspect the answer is probably a one-word answer, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> Steinhoff, um, aside from the bad news that came out over the uh, end of last year, selling some PEP Europe, is there any value there? Is there any investability? Because I saw lots of excitement in the stock yesterday, and truthfully, I scratched my head. <laughs> so you're right, it was up 4%. Um, having said that, you did start your intro with it was up a few cents. So <laughs> yeah. relatively again. Um, but I will give you, I'll give you one sentence, not just one mm-hmm. word and say, you know, at this point, liabilities are still still exceed assets, um, so technically insolvent. And the question then is, do we believe that in the short to medium term management we'll be able to turn that around and still sort of limp ahead with uh, whatever cash flows they get? I'm not willing to bank on that. Um, I think my money's best put elsewhere uh, and in a, in, a, in a safer place. So um, that would be my, my one liner or my paragraph, should I say, nope. as to why I wouldn't. Yeah, but technically, technically insolvent. The two words that when you hear that, you look for a different <laughs> stock. We'll leave it there. Common Meprawani, Portfolio Manager, Sunlum Investments. Our question today on our LinkedIn and Twitter uh, is around Richmond. Uh, let's leave Stein off alone. Uh, Richmond trading at all-time highs, never a cheap stock. The, 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 the update, no, not a bad update. Well, those comments said perhaps the second half a little bit weaker question we're asking are you holding this luxury retailer have your vote have your say linkedin and twitter there's no postponing the inevitable your money knew this day would come and you know what it can hardly wait to start giving some back to you when you invest in stanlib's fixed income funds you can retire earning a regular income off your investments invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more Stan Lib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Sitting now with our Dr. Chris Homster, he from CH Economics. Chris, always appreciate the early morning. Uh, CPR data out locally yesterday, 7.2%. Inflation locally, it, it seems stuck, sticky. It, it seems stuck. Is it just that sort of the food, the fuel, the ESCOM? Or, or is there perhaps something else that, that I'm completely missing here? Morning, Simon. No, I think you're 100% correct. Um, those three items dominate the inflation basket. If you just look at the contribution of them to the total of the new 7.2% rate, um, you know, food contributes 2.1%, transport 2%, and then, of course, household uh, expenses, which will include, of course, your electricity, mm. etc. Uh, also around that. Um, 
so so uh, it contributes one percent. So um, five uh, five five of the seven point two percent contributes about only that those three items. Um, the other are are very steady and also coming down. You know, like things like even health, um, mm. recreation and culture uh, also very low. Things like communication is about negative at this stage. Restaurants and hotels uh, also. I can see, I see that hotel fees on our lower year on year. I think it's just to get customers, uh, but it's sticky. Uh, and because uh, of the the, the global situation, um, you know, a, 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 a around around food, uh, the exchange rate of the rent, and then we all know about the oil. Although petrol prices is starting to come down, and we all know now about the new shocker of the 18.2%. Mm-hmm. So if you look at prospects, it is the key. It's not coming down like the, what what is happening in the U.S. You know, uh, the U.S. went far higher than South Africa. They went up to about 9%, whereas we only taxed about 7. 7.8, 7.9%. And now the U.S. are already back on, what, 6.2, 6.3, and uh, coming down quickly. So now it is the key, and those three items dominate is dominating the whole basket uh, with the with the worrying effect is the twelve point four percent on on food that's staying there uh, month for month. Yeah, uh, that was it. I mean, the, the 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 household. I mean, ESCOM is not coming down as you mentioned. We've got another giant yes. increase coming there. Uh, transport, maybe. I mean, we had a nice cut in in, in January, although the rand and fuel is beyond our control. I mean, and, and and food inflation, as you say, is staying higher. I chatted with Wendy Shalobo last week from Agbiz, and and he was he was saying, you know, it, it might start edging down, but it does suggest to me that 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 getting our inflation back into that three to six percent band is going to take a little bit more time, and then with an MPC meeting next week i mean the, the question is not are we going to have a rate increase does it almost become is it going to be a half or a quarter yes you know so, so yes 100 percent. so these are uh, the two big questions the number one on, on transport i mm. still believe as you can see transport if you look at three or four months ago you know the the year on year um, increase was here around 30 percent and it's coming now down it's now 13.9 percent year okay. on year so we're winning so the base effects will start to kick in it's a mm-hmm. question of a month or two that the base effects will start start to kick in. And now the fact that, you know, especially diesel, that now have been gone down by about four rands a liter over the last two months, and we expected this uh, on the beginning of uh, February to go down by about at least another 50 cents. Uh, then it depends on what a minister is going to do in his budget. Um, uh, I, I think this year he's definitely going to increase the, the tax on, on, uh, on fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spared us last year. Uh, he's definitely not going to do it this year. So that also will com- contribute. Uh, and then, of course, that big 18.5% will uh, increase in April the inflation rate on its own by 0.6%. Yeah. So, 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 so this thing is going to, st- to stick around, uh, uh, you know, around 7%. Uh, and maybe, maybe it, 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 it will start to come down, giving the base effects to about 6% in the next three to four months. Uh, the problem with the with, with uh, the monetary policy committee is not inflation. Yeah, it's not an inflation basket. Uh, they, they they could have keep 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 the rate at, uh, at 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 the current level for the last two meetings at least. The problem is the rent. If if he's if he's not going to in, uh, increase rates, if the U.S. also increase, 
Then unfortunately, two things will happen. We have an outflow of capital and two, the rent will uh, can depreciate seriously. And then, of course, we all know it's, it's a, it's a dangerous cycle then again. Then everything else will go up again and then the inflation rate will go up again. So he, he's in this predicament. Uh, um, we we were we were in front of the cycle. We started mm-hmm. to increase our mm-hmm. rates long before the U.S. The question is now: Can we be a bit in front of the cycle, starting to starting to to decrease uh, rates before the U.S.? Uh, because my projections and my calculations, and, and there's a lot of other economists feeling the same, is that a rate of inflation will be as low as four percent and even lower. Uh, by the by the by the fourth quarter uh, uh, of this year, uh, so 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 much the Reserve Bank now already start on the cycle to decrease. Uh, mm. That's their predicament. Now uh, uh, we know that the Federal Reserves are meeting uh, uh, on the end of the month, mm-hmm. the first of uh, Jan to the first of Feb, and uh, the same thing uh, is not if it's about how much and now the. Projections now is zero point five percent the US, so we may follow with also zero point five percent. Yeah, we, we, it's that following the US because food, transport, household, those are not demand-driven, but it's it, it keeping track. As you say, we're protecting our currency, and ultimately we're protecting the, the, the longer term if our currency collapses. Dr. Chris Harms, CH Economics, always appreciate the insights. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on The Money. Tony Nalvastian, DeVitt, Executive Head of Financial Planning at NMG Benefits. So you appreciate the early morning time. One of the points we always make in investing, and you're looking at funds and the like, and they always say past performance is no guarantee of future performance, and that's perfectly valid. But you also, in a note you put out, said actually the past is an in, a good indicator of the future, and what you're referring to there is markets sometimes collapse, but uh, historically they do recover. We don't know when, but they have always recovered from those collapses. Yes, good morning, Simon. That's absolutely true. Actually, a very interesting stat that um, we got from Finometrica a while back. Um, if you look at people that are in a me- very, very aggressive investment portfolios, mm. if we go back 30, 40 years, the longest what we call bear market when markets are in a down cycle like we're currently seeing, that we've seen, is portfolios being down for two years. So if we actually go and have a look, you know, as long as we can go back on the JSE, there's never been a five-year re- um, rolling average where the JSE has been a- in a negative cycle. Never. Mm-hmm. So, so we just have to stick it out because it always recovers. Yeah, and and I know it might be not a fun five years, but to the point, it does always recover and investing is is always a long term. And that then comes to the other point you were making, which is don't reshuffle your asset allocation. That the temptation, you know, last year in the in the depths of the of the US collapse and even our own market under pressure was, you know, take the money out of the market, stick it into into cash. The retail savings bonds was eleven and a half percent. 
all of that's great, but that that really is a short-term knee-jerk, and and that is absolutely the worst thing to do. The better thing to do, and it seems weird, is almost just actually you know turn it off and stop watching. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a typical example we've had uh, someone, one of my clients, um, they actually in the in the classroom without my knowledge and took all their money, shipped it out into money market. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in COVID now. And um, when his wife didn't do it, and six months later, his, her investment was up five, 600,000 <laughs> rand to his. Because, and he wanted to kick himself for, for having that knee-jerk reaction. So, you know, uh, making no decision is also making a decision. Yeah, sitting in your hands is a decision, and often the best thing. Well, what about and and the and the other trend is 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 is, a, is 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 an idea. You've got a living annuity; it's under pressure. You've got that drawdown rate, but of course the value of the annuity is lower. And then the idea to move into well, let me switch to a life annuity again. You're making giant decisions on 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 almost knee jerk, and those sort of decisions are 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 seldom going to be right because in a, in a perfect world you've made a calm and collected decision at beginning of retirement, and now you responding to, to markets and in essence stay where you are absolutely simon the the my mom used to say um don't make any rash decisions when you're emotional and mm-hmm. when markets are down people are emotional and um the problem with a when markets are down like we're currently in you're locking yourself in by moving out of your living annuity into a life annuity yes i know people want that guarantee and it is good to have that guarantees but you need to make sure that you do it at the right time for the right reasons. And I think that's why it's very important to talk to a professional financial advisor and don't make those decisions on your own emotions and trust the team that you have around you. We will leave it there. Stan David, Executive Head of Financial Planning at NMG Benefits. Uh, unfortunately, the line went uh, all pear-shaped us at, at the end of that conversation. Stan, appreciate the early morning. That's it for today. Chatting with Chantal Marks yesterday from FNB uh, Wealth and Investments, talking around Baldwin, which is one of her team's preferred stocks for 2023. A, a lot around Baldwin that she likes, in large part, uh, trading at around a 70% discount to net asset value, which is which is an, a, a crazy, absolutely crazy discount. I mean, you can't think. I mean, surely a delisting is coming, if nothing else. We asked if you stock you're holding. The vast majority of you said no. You don't, just don't like Baldwin. You're just not interested. And i got to say, I, I think there's opportunity there. I think Chantal and her team are right on it. Um, of those of you who did, uh, you preferred Baldwin 2-1 to one over Kogra M3. Kogra, of course, the other player in that space. Although Kogra M3 operating predominantly in the slightly lower income, sort of sub-half million. Baldwin sort of in the sort of plus 800,000. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobokle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, Central Banks. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.